the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, it's getting uh, interesting in a twisted way at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Multiple developments. Last night they took the jury, I'm not sure, maybe to the scene or somewhere, I don't know, but they were taking them in a bus, and the bus was being followed by someone who kept running red lights to continue following the bus. Turns out that person's name is James Morrison. James Morrison told police that he was acting on the orders of a woman named Irene Bayon. Irene Bayon, according to her LinkedIn bio, is a booking producer at NBC News. Uh, Judge Schroeder, just moments ago, banned Irene Bayon. He said her affiliation was MSNBC from the courthouse. So, again, if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty, and this is not uh, a prediction that he will be, but if he is found guilty, this kind of um, intimidation of the jury will be, I'm sure, mentioned, maybe a big part of the defense team's appeal of the case or lend veracity to what is already two motions for a mistrial in the case or a directed verdict, which would be the judge saying, no, you guys, if you if you convicted this kid of anything, you got it wrong. But again, you wouldn't want your son or anyone you know to be this proximate to suffering a life sentence or any sentence for doing what any of us would have done if we were in that situation. And again, he shouldn't have been in that situation, but you can't convict a kid for being stupid. You, know, you have a right to be on public spaces in America. Might not be smart to be there. Wouldn't go there myself. Wouldn't want my children going there, particularly with a weapon on them. But I mean, you're there. You are allowed to be there. People are not allowed to come up and attack you, chase you, accost you. And if you feel like you're in genuine jeopardy, you're allowed to defend yourself. Uh, Contrary to what the brainless binger prosecutor says that uh, you lose the right to self-defense when you bring a gun somewhere. No, actually, you don't. You don't deserve or lose, rather, the right to self-defense just because you brought a gun. If that were true, then anybody out there who's concealed carrying right now would not be allowed to defend themselves if somebody walked up to them and threatened their life. I wouldn't recommend it if you're trying to stand on the incorrect legal interpretation of Mr. Binger. You might take one 
in a place you don't want to take it. <sighs> so we'll see. Rittenhouse verdict not in yet. At Ohio State, the verdict's in. If you were not vaccinated by Monday at Ohio State, well, you now are being watched. They're watching you, my friend. The vaccine rate at Ohio State is said to be 92% of faculty, staff, and students. That's 40% higher than the state of Ohio. Hmm. Does that mean they're 40% smarter than the rest of us? Or I don't think that's how that works. Uh, Ben Johnson, an Ohio State spokesperson, tells the uh, Columbus Dispatch that 4,000 students and 2,000 employees have requested an exemption from the vaccine mandate. 1,000 have been asked to resubmit their request because the federal workplace vaccine mandate that the Fifth Circuit said they can't do uh, does not allow personal exemptions for employees. Ohio State has granted some of those requests. Here's the quote from Ohio State. Employees who previously received a personal exemption now need to be vaccinated or request a religious or medical exemption. In some other cases, exemption requests were denied due to missing or incorrect documentation. Those individuals have the opportunity to resubmit their request. Now, Ohio State will allow you to continue to go to class for a time, not spring quarter, though, You will have to take your classes online, but they will not disenroll you. I mean, small favors, good, glad for that. They're not going to disenroll you or de-enroll you. Not so tolerant of those who work at Ohio State and choose not to get vaccinated and who do not receive an an exemption. Says they will be, and I quote, reminded of the university's mandate and given time to comply. Hmm, nice house you have here. Be a shame something happened to it. That's what that sounds like. If these people choose not to be vaccinated, they may face what Ohio State is calling progressive discipline. Oh, I bet it'll be very progressive. Yeah, I bet it'll be super progressive, like inflation and like illegal immigration. Both of those are very progressive, too. They keep progressing way, 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 way beyond where they ought to be. Now, we haven't heard much in the last couple days about Alec Baldwin and the shooting death of a woman on the set of his movie Rust. This is not a good headline for Alec Baldwin. Now, this is the difficulty with the Alec Baldwin cases because Alec Baldwin is a certifiable nutty leftist. And so, look, if this were John Voight on a movie set and John Voight had a gun in his hand and somebody ended up dead, I know full well, and you know full well, the left would be screaming for John Voigt to go to prison. But let's try not to be tribal. Let's try not to be like them. Let's try not to become what we despise, okay? Let's just not wish ill on Alec Baldwin. Wouldn't it be refreshing if we would extend grace to somebody who is graceless? Somebody was really good at that. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Jesus was really good at that. Extending grace to people who didn't deserve it, thankfully, because I'm a recipient. Definitely didn't deserve it. So, Alec Baldwin, Exploring let's just... The heart of historic Europe with Viking, this is having a mind of its own. Sorry about that, folks. 
The script supervisor for the film Rust, who was standing near the film's director of photography, Helena Hutchins, when she was shot, killed by actor-producer Alec Baldwin, well, this lady has now filed a lawsuit against Baldwin and other producers of the film. Her name is Mamie Mitchell. She's a 40-year veteran in films. She was the first person to call 911 after Hutchins was shot. She announced her lawsuit on Wednesday. Okay, I'm a little dubious on this, right? Like, she's kind of hopping in, taking advantage of a bad situation. Like, you can't wait for this. It has to be filed now. Could you wait to see if any charges are filed, maybe? Here's her account of what happened that day. She said, I saw Alec going through his movement with the gun for the camera. I was holding my script in my left hand and had taken out my iPhone and opened up my photos to check the continuity on his shirt and vest, whatever that means. Then an explosion, deafening, loud gunshot. I was stunned. I heard someone moaning. I turned around. My director was falling backwards and holding his upper body, and I turned around toward Alec, and I saw Helena going down to the left of me. So the director was shot. He's fine. And um, Hutchins, unfortunately, died with a little uh, son and a husband. So Alec Baldwin is um, the producer of the film. That puts him in probably some greater civil jeopardy for a judgment from the husband. I mean, they're going to walk away with a ton of money. They would much rather have their wife and mom back. But I don't know if Alec Baldwin will be guilty or found guilty of any crime. The fact that it happened in New Mexico, and this is purely a guess, New Mexico is a blue state. New Mexico is a place where he'd be a lot better off there than he would be in a state where he's liable to run into people who don't share his political beliefs. And it's sad to say that, isn't it? It's really sad to say that, that we would be like, Openly admitting, and I am openly admitting, that justice is not blind. It's not blind on something like that. You know, if you, Kyle Rittenhouse does what Kyle Rittenhouse did in New York or California, (laughs) he's got no chance. I think his acquittal in Wisconsin is no better than 50-50, even though when you watch the video, you hear his testimony. You hear the testimony of the guy he shot in the arm say, yeah, he never shot me until I pointed my gun at him. Well, yeah, you point your gun at a guy holding a rifle. You are, you're not asking for it. You're begging for it. So, and by the way, not that it proves anything, but have you checked the resumes on these two guys Rittenhouse killed? And have you checked the resume on Gabe Grosskreutz, the guy he shot? Not exemplary lives lived by the three of them. Let's just put it that way. Not exemplary lives. Again, doesn't mean they deserve to be shot. There's no death penalty for being an anarchist. But also, another quote that I've used many times is from Proverbs 19.3, a man's own folly ruins his life, but his heart rages against the Lord. You go to a BLM protest and you're shouting N-word and F-bombs and threatening people's lives and you end up dead? Well, you know, don't put yourself in that situation. So we'll see what happens with Rittenhouse. But already the judge is showing more and more. I feel better about my prediction that the judge is going to vacate this verdict. 
or he's going to grant a mistrial, given this latest nonsense that has gotten MSNBC producer Irene Bayon barred from the courtroom for ordering some guy to follow a bus carrying the jury. So I've said, and I will stick with, the fact that I am expecting a mistrial to be declared in the case against Kyle Rittenhouse. A mistrial was declared yesterday right here in Columbus, Ohio, in a case that has some similarities. Uh, Henry Green was an African-American male who was in the Linden area of town in 2016. Uh, He had an encounter with police officers. The police officer said that he drew a gun on them. They shot him. They killed him. And the officers were exonerated by a grand jury, not indicted, not charged with a crime. Uh, This finding was upheld. Henry Green's estate is suing the officers. Case went to trial, went to the jury. Jury said, can't return a verdict, can't unite, can't come to an agreement on this. Hence, a mistrial was declared. Now, the hang-up for some of the jury members is related to something that they viewed from a three-judge panel of the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. That's the circuit court in Cincinnati. 11 of the 16 judges on that court are Republican-appointed judges. So five of them are crazy. And here's the quote. I want to pursue this with you. The experts from both parties indicated that some of Henry Green's gunshot wounds were sustained while he was in a lowered position, likely when he was down on the ground or in the process of going down. In the process of going down. A jury could reasonably conclude that the officer's use of force in this context was unreasonable. I'm sure that that quote from the Wokesters in the minority, but still nevertheless empowered on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, led to however many jurors were holding out to dismiss this attempt by Mr. Green's family to hold the officers or the city of Columbus, most likely, financially accountable for the death of Mr. Green. This is nonsense, this ruling. These judges saying that Some of Green's gunshot wounds, he was shot, I think, seven times, seven or eight times. And people get hung up on this. Oh, Jacob Blake shot seven times in the back. When you have multiple officers firing a weapon with multiple rounds in said weapon, I will say it again, they are trained to fire and empty the chamber. They are trained to do that. You want to quibble with the training, then do that. But when an officer does what he is trained to do by the state, and there's a, by the way, you think they just go to a hopper and put in a piece of paper, one, and another piece of paper, two, another piece of paper, three, another piece of paper, four, and so on, and put all the numbers in there, you know, eight rounds in the chamber, six rounds in the chamber, whatever. How many shall we fire out of the chamber before we should stop? Oh, let's pick it. It says two. Go fire twice and then stop firing. No. There's a reason why you empty the chamber. You empty the chamber because if you're in a situation 
where a suspect is not complying and you get to the point where you need to use lethal force, guess what the standard for that is? You deem your life to be in danger. You deem the life of an innocent civilian to be in danger. Or you deem the life of your partner to be in danger. We are in a serious situation here, folks. If you get to the point where you feel justified as a police officer pulling the trigger of your weapon. We have a dire situation on our hands. The situation must be diffused. We don't have time to fire twice and go over and ask Mr. Green or whoever has prompted us to fire our weapon. Have you had enough? Do you promise not to fire back at us as I walk away? I really don't understand how you can be so stupid to not understand why officers empty their weapons once they fire. Because if Mr. Green, as this nutty ruling from the Sixth Circuit says, likely when he was down on the ground, they don't even know if he was down on the ground, or in the process of going down. Now, is it possible that Mr. Green or any other assailant who has escalated a situation or started a situation requiring officers to fire because they deem themselves or someone else or their partner to be in jeopardy? Is it possible that that person, having brandished a weapon and threatened officers with it, could fire his weapon while on the ground or while in process of going to said ground? I would say yes, that is possible. I would say that's very possible. That might also explain why both officers felt the need to fire to the extent that Mr. Green suffered eight wounds to his body. So this is really not about Mr. Green. This is really about the general tenor of a police suspect confrontation in that there's a reason why Jacob Blake was shot seven times. Because Jacob Blake resisted. <laughs> he resisted. And had he not resisted, he would not have been shot multiple times. He would not have been shot at all. Likewise, if the initial rulings in this case are correct and the officers were not found to be in violation of department policy and hence were not indicted or disciplined in any way, then you cannot come back at the end and... 2020 hindsight it, Monday morning quarterback it, and say, you know, it's okay to shoot Mr. Green four times, but I mean, seven? Come on. Is there a medical examiner on the street at the time that after you fire four shots can say, hold up, he's down, he's no threat? No, there is no such medical examiner. There is no such pronouncement made. If you just think these things through, I think we'll see why things happen the way that they happen. But it is impossible to free fools from the chains that they revere. It is. Voltaire said it right. It is impossible to free fools from the chains that they revere. And you see what you want to see, what you are looking for, you will see. So if you want to see racism in a situation, you want to see discrimination in a situation, you can find it. Unfortunately, you need to prioritize truth instead of error. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.